0: Does anybody have a nativity scene set up in their house? Show your hands. Or maybe, maybe on the front lawn, even. You know, okay. Um, nativity scenes, they're, they're a great way to retell the story of Christmas, right? You've got your stable, and you've got Mary and Joseph and Jesus, and maybe the shepherds, maybe some animals, right? The wise men probably make an appearance there. Um, now, I, I'm gonna give you guys... A little quiz, okay? Are you guys ready for the for the Christmas quiz here? Because uh, I hate to say it, but I mean, I love I love the Tivity scenes just as much as the next guy, um, but they're not always the most accurate as far as details for the Christmas story go. So um, I mean, we just we just read um, Luke's account of the Christmas story. You know, Matthew talks about it a little bit too in the Bible, uh, but I, I want to. Are, are you guys ready? It's kind of late at night. Are you, are you guys ready? Do you have the, the courage and the, the energy? Okay, there we go. All right, let's, let's see. It's multiple choice. I figured that that would be a little bit easier. Okay, baby Jesus was born in a what? Uh, a manger, a cave, a stable, a hurry, perhaps, or not sure. It's always a fun option, right? Just kind of throw your hands up in the air. I don't know. What do you guys think? A, cave, we have some cave. Um, the answer is, not sure. Okay, and this is a little bit tricky. Um, from Luke, maybe you can't read that, but Luke, Luke 2, 7, and she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn, but we aren't told where he was actually born, just that he was laid in a manger. So what was the structure that was above them? Um, well, the Bible doesn't say, does it? And yet we have our stables. Okay, well, let's, let's continue. Let's have some more fun. Um, there's only 80 questions. No, I'm just kidding. There, yeah, there's, there's only four. There's only four. Yeah. Um, what animals were present at Jesus' birth? Cows, sheep, and camels. Cows, sheep, and donkeys. Lions, tigers, and bears. Thank you. Um, or not sure. Bible doesn't say. Hmm. Probably. You guys are on to me now, aren't you? Yeah. Um, this is disappointing. I wanted you to get them all wrong. Um, the answer is D. Not sure. Bible doesn't say. Doesn't say anything. a single thing about animals, right? You guys have seen too many movies and sung too many Christmas songs. All right, no animals. Now, I mean, there could have been animals there. We just don't. It doesn't say, okay? Let's, let's continue. What did the innkeeper say to Mary and Joseph? I have a stable out back. Uh, come back after the holidays. There's no room in the inn. Or the ever-popular, not sure, Bible doesn't say. Hmm, we just read this. What was that famous innkeeper quote? Any guesses? Ah, uh, the answer is D, not sure. Bible doesn't say. An innkeeper is not even mentioned, actually. They mention an inn. A few years ago, I preached a whole sermon on the innkeeper. I need to, de- to delete all footage, all recordings of that, apparently. All right, last question now. When the wise men brought their gifts to Jesus, they found him in a what? A manger. You guys are scared to say that now. Uh, a house, a stable, or none of the above. What do we think? We're thinking, is he going to pick the last, the, the not sure, none of the above for everyone? Um, this one actually, it actually has an answer. They found him in a house. Yeah. Yeah, read your Bibles later. Yeah, Matthew 2.11. And (laughs) that came off a little more snarky than I wanted it to. Um, And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. This is my, uh, well, actually moment. Um, The wise men did not come the night that Jesus was born, right? He was about two years old. They were in their house, and then the wise men, they, they got lost apparently. No, that star was moving or something, but, but yeah. So, so when you get home, take the wise men and toss them across the room, okay? Um, and you guys, are just, you guys are just devastated now knowing that your nativity scenes are completely wrong. They're not biblically accurate. Uh, th- don't lose any sleep. If you, do you have Jesus in your nativity scene? <laughs> then you're fine, okay? Yeah, you're, you're fine. If you got Jesus there, that's good. Um, but it is kind of funny to think about These things that we decorate and display, you know, are they real? Are they accurate? Or are they, is there something inaccurate about them? Is there something missing about them? So I want to invite you guys to think about how, I I want you to think about kind of the nativity scene of your life and how you present that to the world. And is it accurate or is it not the way we set everything up at Christmas time, is it exactly what our life is like? Or have we left some things out to make it appear just the way we want other people to see us? Okay? Because I, I think I think we're pretty good sometimes at trying to project some peace and some calm in our lives. But we have to hide some things, don't we, in order to do that? So I, I wanna take you guys on a journey here and see what we are intentionally leaving out, what, what we're hiding in order to make our lives, the kind of our nativity scenes that we display here at Christmas, not as accurate as they could and should be. So I'll explain this, so just, just come along with me. Um, did anybody feel stressed out during this month of December? Anybody, raise your, put your hands up. Yeah, thank you, yeah, yeah, there we go, okay. Yeah, there's a lot to do, right? There's uh, presents to buy, and presents to wrap, and there's uh, worrying about if you got everyone that you were supposed to a present, right? Like that's always, for December 23rd, oh, I forgot. You know, uncle so-and-so, oof, better run out there. No, it's, it's below zero, I'm not going to. Um, you got to decorate the house, right, inside and outside. Maybe you're stringing up the lights. You're praying that the lights are going to work this year. You're going out and buying new lights or new bulbs. You're um, running around town to all the programs and the concerts and the Christmas parties. And you're baking and you're cooking and you're cleaning, getting the house ready for the relatives to descend upon it. Oh, man, it's, I'm tired just listening off all this stuff. I'm ex- and it's not just because it's 1130 at night and I'm usually asleep for an hour now. I'm just I'm exhausted just like you guys are probably exhausted. And then we get to Christmas. But you know what? On Christmas, maybe we can find just a, a little bit of peace and a little bit of calm. That, that's wonderful when that happens, right? Maybe we can find one hour. Maybe it's when we're in church and we just, we, we can feel at peace and calm. Um, you know, we can even, if we try really hard and focus, we can even have some peace and get along with our family, right? This is the pep talk, okay. Um, now, sometimes around the holidays, you know, we might have to manufacture the peace and the calm, then speak it into existence or something, but we can, we can do it for a little while. We can find some, some peace and some calm. At least make it look like we've got it all together, individually or as a family. And it's kind of nice to have a little peaceful reprieve, right, from the craziness and the busyness. Um, we can resume all those things on December 26th, right? Just, you know, have a little bit of peace and calm. Today, tomorrow, you know, Christmas can kind of be an escape sometimes, right? An escape from reality, That might sound okay for like a little while, right? To try to find some peace, try to escape from everything. Uh, You can probably keep that going for a little while, right? Eh, Maybe a few days, maybe a few weeks if you're really good, but sooner or later you're gonna realize that 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 peace, you know, I'll use air quotes, that peace, it's not real. It's fake, it's temporary. It is not sustainable to try to project some type of a peaceful thing for the world to see, or even those that, you know, your family and friends to see. We learn soon enough that fake, temporary peace is the only kind of peace that is available apart from Jesus. So thanks be to God that here on Christmas we are celebrating the birth of the Savior of the world, Jesus, who has come to bring actual peace, peace that is real, peace that will last. That's the piece that I want. I think that's the piece that you guys want as well. So when, we, when we're setting up, you know, the, the decorations, you know, the, the nativity scene of our lives, um, it's tempting to leave things out then, to set everything up, you know, to, to dust it off and polish it really well and make it look really pretty and just right so that nobody knows the baggage and the problems that I have. We shouldn't, we shouldn't hide the things, though. Oh, but it's so much easier to do that, at least for a while, right? I mean, I, I like to set mine up just so, you know, make it seem like everything's fine. But then I know the whole while that I've got a whole box of stuff that I should be displaying, and it's in the garage, Right? Um, the problem is, I don't know about you guys, but I, I can't close the lid on that box anymore. It's pretty difficult, and it's kind of exhausting before people come over to like grab all the stuff and like, throw it back in the box again, to hide it, to give that peaceful persona that eh, isn't really quite real. Now, there, there's a lot of things that, that, I, that I try to hide you know, at Christmas time, and, and maybe you guys are the same way. It's it's the pain, right? It's it's the it's the, the baggage, the burdens. It's uh, to use to use a word that the Bible uses. It's it's our sin that we try to hide, that we try to leave out. And sin, there. I I said the word. It's it's a weird word, right? It's kind of a funny word, kind of a misunderstood word. Some of you are re- recoiled when I said it, you know. But I want to describe the the concept of sin in two different ways for us tonight. Okay. The first one is sin is a problem inside of us. It's it's a condition of our heart. Um, I've got it, and you've got it too. I'm sorry to be the bearer of bad news on Christmas, but we've all got a sin problem inside of us. We are born sinful, and this means that we are uh, predisposed to be opposed to God enemies of God. It means that by our very nature, we look at bad things and call them good. And we look at good things and we call them bad. We just don't get it. And it's a sinful condition that causes us then to do bad things. To lie and cheat and steal and hurt and all kinds of other things. And we, we do it. We end up with our sinful condition. We end up hurting each other and really we end up hurting ourselves in the long run. So that, that's the first way that we talk about sin. It's inside of us. The second way is it is all around us. It is running rampant throughout this world. It is a condition that affects the entire world. Uh, sometimes, you know, I'm sure you guys can, can understand this. Um, bad things happen to us, right? And we have to admit, sometimes, like, yeah, at least part of that was my fault, Right? My wife would say it's mostly my. No, I I shouldn't. I shouldn't go there. Um, But you know, we're kind of like you know trying to to, you know deconstruct things. Well, you know, I'm at least partially to blame for that. But then other times, right, things just bad things happen to you, and you're like, I don't think I did anything wrong. That that's the that's the problem of sin that is running throughout this world. Sometimes we, we are victims of this curse of sin that is all around us you you watch the news you observe things bad things are happening all the time that is the curse of sin that afflicts this world so it's inside of us but it's also all around us and these are the things the effects the, the the guilt of our sin and the effects of sin that um that afflict us in this life these are the things that we do not like to display out in front of everyone these are the things that i like to put in the garage way far away, and hide them and pretend they don't exist. That's kind of the dangerous way to do it. To ignore them and to try to hide from them. So it's actually better, and I'm going to invite you, along with me, it's hard, I'm going to invite you to take them out here tonight and and give them to Jesus. To set them up, you know, picture Jesus in the manger, and just Take all your burdens and all your sins and all your concerns and just pile them all up just around him. That's, that's the accurate nativity scene of our lives, us putting all those things around Jesus. Because Jesus came to take him away from you. That's what Jesus came to do. He did not come for you to hide and ignore and pretend like your life is so perfect and you don't need him. He came to take all of these things and replace them with peace, real peace that will last. Jesus came as the baby in the manger in Bethlehem, the baby who would grow up and become a man and go around and preach good news and and heal and do all kinds of wonderful things. And eventually, he would be the one whose enemies would turn on him and... The whole world would reject him. The sinful world would would reject him and condemn him to die. He would suffer and die on the cross and then rise again on the third day to complete his victory over sin and over death and over the devil. And so this is why whenever we celebrate Christmas, we have to connect it to Good Friday and to Easter as well. So here on Christmas, we're, we're thinking about Good Friday and Easter because it is through the, the whole package, the manger and the cross and the empty tomb, that Jesus brings peace. And that process begins here at Christmas, and it's why we celebrate. It's why we're here tonight. So the right way to decorate your nativity scene is by placing all of these things, all the stuff from your past and your present around the manger of the Christ child. Because Christmas is actually a time where we, we can face our sin head on. We don't ignore it, we face it. Or, or, or better yet, we, we come face to face with the one who has faced your sin and my sin head on. He has taken care of it. And so, for all of us here, if we're being honest, you know, we've all brought a lot of things here tonight. Pain, problems, sufferings, burdens. Some of you, you are regretting and, and grieving some of your past life choices, and, and you're giving those to Jesus here tonight. For others, you're longing for maybe a closer relationship with your family, and you're thinking about, oh, what, what, what has been my role in maybe bringing us to where we are right now, and, and you're giving that to Jesus here tonight. For some, this is the first Christmas since you lost someone that you love, and this is a hard one. And you miss them, and you're thinking about them right now, and you wish they were with you. For others, it's it's all the uncertainty of life, right? All the things that you can't control, and you worry about things like maybe it's maybe it's your job, maybe it's your your health, maybe it's your educational journey. Maybe it's stuff with your family. Maybe it's, it's, it's your kids. And it's, it's easier said than done to just not worry or, or hand it over to God. But, but we're, we're handing it to him here tonight. And some of you, you, you've been far away from God for a long time maybe. Maybe even by your own choice. And, and now you're, you're wondering, will God take me back? Are his promises still for me? And you're, and, and you're bringing that before God here tonight. Whatever you have brought, whether it's some of the things I've listed off or or something different, I invite you to just lay them before the manger here tonight. Lay them before your Lord and Savior, Jesus. Because Jesus did not come to see you at your best. He didn't come to see the fake Version of things where you're leaving stuff out. Jesus came to see you at your worst. And he came not just to see you at your worst, but he came to love you at your worst with everything out there. Jesus came to die for you, to save you, and to bring you peace even at your lowest, most real moment. That's why I wanted to read that passage earlier from the book of Romans. It's not, like I said, not really a a traditional Christmas passage, but it talks about what Jesus has done for us starting at Christmas. I want to reread just a few verses from that. This is what Paul says. Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. For while we were still weak at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. For one will scarcely die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person one would dare even to die. But God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. This peace that Jesus brings, th- this, is, this is not the kind that we get from pretending or hiding Or escaping. This is the true lasting peace that that I really want. This is the peace that, that you guys want. You guys crave this peace. And it is only Jesus who can offer this. And he does, he offers it to you and me freely. This peace is yours by what Jesus has done for you. So when you see Jesus this Christmas, just give it all to him. Put everything around the manger. Don't worry, you're not going to ruin baby Jesus' birthday by bringing all your stuff, all your problems, all your sin. That's literally what he came to take. He came to take it and replace it with peace, the peace that only he can provide, the peace that comes from knowing that, you're, that you've been made right with God, that your sins are forgiven, that eternal life is waiting for you. That's the peace that Jesus brings. He is the Prince of Peace. So lay everything down and give it to him. And so knowing all of these things, knowing what Jesus has come to do for you, I pray that you and your family will have a very blessed Christmas this year. In Jesus' name, amen. And now may that peace that passes all of our human understanding keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord.